This week on This Scalarian Live, old baggage returns to the forefront. I knew this trusting character for a short time. So you're saying new? Did, did that son of a bitch die? Yeah, died. Oh, uh, yeah, very much so. These things keep getting worse. Here comes the 20. <laughs> you stupid bastard, you called it. Our heroes discover some unfortunate truths. Tell the prince it's war thereafter, and I'm ready to die. The fate of nations lie in the hands of a single dwarf. You, you see Tugnabina's uh, muscles sagging. I'm, I'm losing it, guys. But is there time? To make everything right? I lost someone a long time ago, and I want her back. Do you wish me to resurrect somebody? Sure. Maybe. Listen to find out. Welcome back to episode 82 of This Galarian Life. This is your DM, Derek, and I'm excited to tell you that the saga of the dwarves is coming to a close. Next week, we will officially start... Book 4 of Iron Fang Invasion, and all the setup work that I've wanted to get done through these last six episodes will be finished in episode 82. There's a lot of stuff that I've been planning, that we've been planning over the course of the podcast that will come to light over the next several episodes, hopefully culminating in a blowout 18 episodes from now on episode 100. So we hope you're all excited. We are officially passing the halfway point of what has been written by Paizo, and the podcast is maybe not in terms of episodes, but in terms of story, also at that halfway point, at that crossroads. And I can't wait for you all to see what we have in store. I'm not going to make you wait for it any longer. Presenting episode 82 Dealings and Diplomacy. We find ourselves on a familiar scene as the Temple of Aridin fades into view. A storm begins brewing over the top of it, but the camera pans down to the cliffside as a gray, muscular hand grasps the side and pulls itself up. Moments later, Gorgug, all decked out in new armor, weapons, looking healthier than he's ever been, and Greg Toller, strapped to the nines with a brand new, very fancy-looking bow, approach the Temple of Aridin. They walk up the stairs, and the door slides open in front of them as if the temple was expecting them. They cross the threshold. There's ringing in their ears, and they kind of reel back for a second. And then they hear a sound, a sound that's surprising, but not totally unwelcome. And for a moment, they take a second to evaluate this very familiar noise. We find ourselves in the tavern of Longshadow, where we ended last week. A gnomish woman walks in, demanding to see a Mr. Truxton J. Orenthal Pendleton. So, have you, have you seen Truxton Pendleton or not? Um, which one was that again? Was that the short one? Or was that the half-orc? Oh, Teresia stands up and gives a deep bow and walks over to this, uh, she walks over to this now. My lady, my name is Teresia Flamebreaker. I knew this Truxton character for a short time. What is your relationship? So, wait, to him? 
So you're saying Newt, did, did that son of a bitch die? Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, very much so, actually. But I will let you know he went valiantly. Motherfucker. I, I do not know him well. I believe the uh, half You know, I should have I should have expected this. I was, You know, he's in Aries, and I was reading a horoscope last week for the Aries, and it said that people born under that sign should look for, you know, be careful and avoid alchemical <laughs> golems that throw bombs. And it turns out, well, is that how he died? I am psychic, oh, yes. so. Ice bomb oh. specifically. All other things considered, Fair Gnome, would you like to join us for a drink and we can speak of trust? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll have a drink. You're not a Gemini, are you? No, I'm a Libra. If you, oh, thank goodness. I'm very, I'm very balanced. You should know that about me. My personality, I'm a very even-keeled person. You have to be like that when you know your husband is in the mob. But, you know, it is what oh, it is. Oh, in the mob? What's Which mob? Uh, one of the ones up in Krogadon. That's he's, the... he's dead now. So you're from Krogadon? Yeah. The Dwarf City? Yes. Indeed. We actually plan on breaking for that city soon. Then would you mind if I uh, hitch a ride with y'all? Oh, that's fine. What can you do? Oh, me? Uh, I'm pretty, like I said, I'm very balanced. I handle things very cool under pressure. Also, I make a lot of bombs and throw them occasionally. Oh, that's nice. Because uh, I was going to ask not to be surmised or unassuming and rude, but for some reason, these fuckers continually bring trouble. And, well, we just, like, I just get here. and What's, they had, okay, hold on here, honey. What's your star sign? My stars? Oh, I'm a Taurus. Ah, that ex- that explains a lot. I, uh, I don't know what that means, but I appreciate it. Look, here. Um, My name's Penny. I uh, I kind of lead these people. We've known each other for a long time. And... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice to meet you, Penny. My name's Truxtina Pendleton, but I go by Gina. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family name. <laughs> Bartender, bartender, your strongest drink. Well, she seems more, she seems less acerbic than Truxton did from what little I knew of him. So did any of you, did any of you actually know him? Because the two of you that have been talking to me have explained that, like, you haven't really said much. Miss Miss Laura Toller here can surely tell you more if she wants to. Literally almost every time I encountered him, he insulted me. Well, that's, you know, that sounds like my nephew. Yes, I didn't know him directly. I just, whenever He did I a was... lot of drugs and made a lot of drugs. He made me illegal still. And I'm pretty sure he aided and abetted my husband in blowing up a cart. That's you know, exactly how I know him, because my husband did drugs with him. Well, ex-husband. Do you know about that? Yes, I followed him. Well, you know, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? You're allowed to break cannon for anything relating to Truxton. <laughs> me? Okay. Anybody. Is, is there anything in particular I should be aware of, Truxton, that I'm not already aware of? Oh. an amazing falsetto opera voice. <laughs> he one of those... Oh, which one are you, Cyrix? Uh, what are those called, Teresia? Oh, the Heralds, yes. Uh, well, oh, wait, was Truxton a Herald? I just assumed, aren't you all? Yeah, he was... Um, oh my gosh, he was a Herald. It's me, Gorgug, Truxton, and I was going to say Richard, but it's Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever did happen to Richard? Did you all actually kill him? Okay. Who the hell is Richard? <laughs> oh, he Richard? was some kind of maniac they found in the woods and decided he should be allowed to follow. Richard them. was this like edgy guy. He was he. I don't know what he was before he came and visited us. He was like an assassin, but he was pretty chill. We liked him until he murdered someone in our town. He was a paladin. 
obeying the laws and aided people. As Teresia <laughs> on, on her Manhattan. What? A, a paladin of Yomadai, nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> One more for the list, I suppose. Uh, Gina, do you like to talk religion on first meetings? Uh, what do you mean religion? What, what oh, that? have a seat, please. There's much <laughs> to discuss about the Herald. Gina, Gina clambers up to the top of the bar stool and orders a... What's a good guma drink? Orders a, a martini. Dirt water? A vodka tonic, hold the tonic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the discussion lasts long into the night. What do, what do you mean religion? What religion are we talking about yet? Oh, uh, well, um, Aridans in particular, I suppose. Never heard of him. It's because he's dead. Well, hold on. He's Well, perhaps. I don't know. Nobody knows. But what we know is Aridin, of course, was one of the leading gods of humanity thousands of years ago. Uh, the goddess I follow, of course, I am with a... Took the mantle when he disappeared suddenly, uh, and there's a lot of discussion that we can say with the cart right tomorrow. But what I know now, and what I was originally sent here to do, was to investigate rumors about these so-called heralds and a prophecy related to Aridin. And well, serendipity brought me to this group of adventurers who, well, at least have one herald still with them, and at one um, point had many more. I uh, I don't know the god serendipity. Oh <laughs> goodness, it, it's actually from an old myth. Uh, it's well, it was, it was a pagan story, but it basically, luck isn't real. Teresia, you seem you seem kind of stressed about this. I'm stressed about so many things. I, you know, I could feel that when I walked in. I consider myself to be an empath, and I could definitely feel some of those emotions coming off of you. How how are you taking this time in your life? Oh, I'm forged like a fine steel blade through the pressure of duty. Well, any any time you need to talk about things, you, you come to Auntie Gina. We'll talk it through. Good, okay. I, I think you're going to be a good member to this party. We have a little bit of interpersonal conflict. He's but, talking about me. Like, I said, like I said, as an empath, I knew all of that before you said it, but you saying <laughs> it validates what I already knew. <laughs> the Long Island medium, yep. That is that is exactly what Gina looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, though, don't listen to her. There, there are better uh, replacements for Aridin than I am a day that lead humanity to great places. Oh, like what? The god of secrets? I, you know, I'm not really particularly attached to, to any god. That's probably for the best. You can, you know, most of what you need to know, you can you can divine from, you know, there's all kinds of things, you know, palm reading. I've got this, this crystal ball that I look through that will tell me the future sometimes. You can definitely track the stars. This, you don't need a god to figure out how to live your life. Well, I suppose we each walk a different path. <laughs> A conversation goes like that for a couple more hours. Treja gets a woo girl drunk. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked on the Pathfinder wiki and I've discovered that my Pathfinder Zodiac sign is the writer. Look, I know that I I was pretty positive that Pathfinder had its own Zodiac, but I will be using, in honor of the death of Truxton, who often broke the fourth wall, Gina also is unaware of of Galari and Slore. <laughs> yeah, completely redoing it would be a madman. No, Tara <laughs> no. through each episode and replace it when she says Taurus with just me saying, the writer. <laughs> no, please. no, the writer or Gemini's. Uh, either way. I don't know if much is gleamed, but at the end of the night, you all decide to turn in uh, and to get ready for your big day tomorrow. You're taking off for Crocodon. Meanwhile, in the inn across town, 
Laura, there is a knock at your door. Come in. Uh, can I come in for just a second? I said come in. So I need to talk to you about something. Very well. You seem I... flustered. Yeah. Are you excited <laughs> to go to Krogadot tomorrow? My knees don't hurt anymore, so I'm not looking forward to them hurting again. That's, 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 yeah, fair. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that, uh, I will not be going with you. You won't? No. A sneeze erupts from Teraja's room. Teraja is not listening to this. <laughs> no, she's, she's tipsy and sleepless. She just sneezed in her sleep. <laughs> Why won't you be joining us? You remember before the siege, I told you about how I knew that someone from my past was still alive? I think I remember that you saying that. I'm going off to find her. And take this with a grain of salt, but I had a weird vision, and um, I think Gorgook is there. And you're sure your friend is alive? <sighs> I, I worry I, for you, Cyrix, but I know that you are a strong, independent person. What are you going to do with Amadean? Well, if you I'm, leave if you leave her with me, I don't think I'll be able to carry her on the road as she weeps all the time. <laughs> well, okay. First, I'm leaving tonight. Uh, I would appreciate it if you did not share this information with the party. Um, I have given all of you plenty of reason to believe. You know, you might call me um, selfish and um, just A giant flake. Yeah. <laughs> kind of dumb. Okay, voice in the sky. <laughs> it is good. It is becoming a very, pers- very personal. Well, if I am being honest just, here, just... after the siege of Long Shadow, you already have done a lot more for Nermathos than most would expect you to. And, I mean, ideally, I will come back. But I can't make that promise right now. But I also don't want to leave and tell... Nobody what's happening. So keep this to yourself and make up whatever lies necessary. And this new uh, Ant of Truxton's, I'm sure, will be enough of a diversion for Teresia and perhaps Penny. Very well. I will come up with an elaborate lie to cover for your lies. Thank you. And Laura, uh, Cyrix. Whether Laura wants it or not, Asirix throws her arms around Laura. He gives her a hug, and she just there, says... <laughs> there is an awkward pause, but Laura reciprocates that. Roll for initiative. I am grappling you. Uh, just... I wish to we'll rush her into the fire. <laughs> no! Uh, stay safe, and don't... Die? That, and don't... War as hell... You, that it is. You, you, don't, you don't have to let it change you. I'll take that into consideration. And uh, with that all said, Cyrix slips out of Laura's room and sets off on her journey. Meanwhile, in the past. Last oh. week on Dwarf Games, we uh, had a, you know, it was mostly an RP session. But as you went to bed on that final night, not ten miles from the city of Tannery, your final destination, you were awoken suddenly, late in the night, perhaps early in the morning, by the scream of a wyvern and the sound of a fireball exploding. Everybody roll initiative. 
Why the fuck does my character with negative one initiative roll better than my other character that has a plus 12? Because you're trying too hard. <laughs> like, no joke, my maggots that I have in the other game has a plus 12 to initiative, and I barely get over 15. <laughs> or a natural 20, minus one for 19. I roll a 12. Yeah, who's got a higher dex, Ace or uh, or you, Will? I have an 8. <clears throat> it's me. Roll a 14. I got a 12. Yeah. This man has to be able to bull rush through people. Okay, as you roll out of your beds and ready your weapons, you see ahead of you, uh, as the wyverns fly over, a number of enemies drop down from them. You see assembled a group of hobgoblin soldiers surrounding a group of hobgoblin archers. Make a perception check. 19. 27, eat shit. Uh, 29, <laughs> motherfucker. Derek, you stay out of this. Yeah, Derek, this is a battle specifically Y'all suck. All right. Ten or above. Ten or above. You see the squadron of bugbear mountain bugbear mounted wyverns flying overhead, in a big old V formation, dropping off these troops. You roll the fifteen or above. You see that one rider is looking down after the explosion with a smile on his face. And if you roll twenty or above, you hear the flapping of more wings coming from the same direction that last squadron came from. Uh, in addition to the bugbears assembled in the center of camp, you see two camp guards. You recognize them as the ones who usually guard the entrance to the camp, standing out there. They have been added to the order. So. We begin with this Buggle Bear up here. He moves right there and ends his turn. Mr. Bug. So I can't charge through Cedric, so I'm going to delay until after Cedric's turn. Very good, Cedric. I hate everything. Uh, I'm going to cast a Bless. And five foot step forward? Nope, and five foot step back. Oh, damn it. Uh, so it's a plus one to hit, but not a plus one to damage. Okay, so plus one to Mr. Bug Rot. Yes, I will go ahead and go. I'm going to Rage. Um... I'm going to charge through this one as an overrun and end here, so presuming I make it. Given my uh, problem with trees, I don't think I'll make it. 36. Yeah, that does it. Uh, 25 points of damage, and he's prone. 25 and prone, you say? Yeah. And then as he goes prone, I take an attack of opportunity from Greater Overrun at a 32. It's a hit? Yep. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, 18 points of damage. Okay. Well, he's looking real fucking bad, Derek. Is uh, the the half-orc who I embarrassed myself in front of around? No. Oh, well. <laughs> well man, I'm not going to be able to redeem myself. <laughs> look, there's probably... Look, they're going to drop off another like squadron of troops. It'll be fine. Oh, we must kill them before they do. Uh, I'll, I'll call that a turn, I think. This bugbear. I might have put myself in a bad position. This bugbear will double move here. <laughs> Maybe. This is where Derek dies. It'll be fine. This one moves down here and rolls to attack you, Derek. Okay. See how good a proper CR monsters are. I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. That's a 14 hit. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. This one of the archers in the front points his bow at you, Derek. Oh, no. That's a 30 hit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Does he have precise shot? You'll take 10 damage. Does a 20 hit you, Derek? Nope. Okay. The next one's going to do the same thing. Does a 30 hit? Yeah. It'll take six more. Okay. And does a, and does a 21 hit? No. Okay. This a Buckle Bear. Move up to this Caravan Guard. Tell him to beat a Bone Stone. It's your turn. Okay. I'd like to move up here. Five foot step. And shoot three arrows into this motherfucker. Uh, does a 29 hit? Yes. Very much. 12, 12 piercing damage. Does a 22 hit? Yes. This is this so, versus toucher versus regular. Regular. Yep. 
That's 17. And then for rapid shot, uh, I assume a 14 does not hit. No, it does not. Not against regular. Okay. Very good. It's this boy's turn, Derek. He's going to full attack you. Does a 31 hit? Yeah. Thank God for barbarian hit points. You'll take 10 damage. And quick and easy math. Does 18 hit? Okay. Caravan guards are going to start engaging. This one five foot steps and full attacks. That does not hit. Jamie. Haven't done this yet, but I will move here and I will cast Echoing, Hold Person, and uh, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling that lucky. So just Echoing with Jeff. Start the timer. Sacred Geometry. Hold on, let me get the stopwatch out. Boys, there just, it is. For, for just for this, uh, I told Gavin during character creation that if you wanted to do Sacred Geometry, you could, but he would have, did I say a 60 second timer? Yes. All right, let's start it. Do, 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 do. Plus 8, 38. 30 seconds remain in the countdown. For all you listening at home, uh, Gavin here is a math nerd, so uh, that's why I allowed this. I think he's a damn fool for taking the offer, but 10 seconds remain. Five, All right, let me, let me type it four, out. Four, three, two, one. Gavin, what is the answer? I am typing it out right now. William, keep him honest. Make sure he's not doing fucking math while he's typing. All right, Gavin, explain sacred geometry to the group. You bet. So basically, I rolled a bunch of dice to try to get uh, one of three prime numbers. 43, 47, or 53. And uh, How do you arrive a, at those primes? Uh, via the, the table that they have. They have like a table um, that they have. I think it's like every three primes and like you gotta like mix and match them together in multiplication and so i'm typing out to prove in the chat what my uh what i got and if you succeed what happens i get to cast a spell with free meta magic now folks there's a reason why this uh spell is so often banned including in pathmark society it tends to both slow down the game and if somebody is good at math or they just learn how the patterns work uh they're getting free meta magic all the goddamn time uh, and that is troubling for many dungeon masters for balance purposes, especially when you start getting the higher levels and have more dice, more numbers to use. It's true, but the higher level it is, the easier it is to do because with more dice, you can you can cancel out most of the dice by just like multiplying them by zero. But now, if Gavin fails, home, if Gavin fails to do this, he also fails to cast the spell. It's and true, the but if, and spell slot are wasted. Exactly. If you look at the in the chat, I have the the dice six three. One, three, five, and five. And so what I did was I took five plus five, which is ten, and multiplied it by six, which is sixty. That leaves me with three, one, and three. And I both I subtracted all of those from sixty to make fifty-three, which is one of the prime numbers for a six-level spot. So which meta magic are you adding? Echoing. Echoing. So or fifth-level spot. My bad. Echoing. And what does echoing do, young Gavin? Uh, it allows me to cast the spell a second time for free next turn. Son of a bitch. Okay, who are you targeting with this? Uh, we'll do we'll do this one up here. Okay. What's the save I got to make? It's will, uh, right? Yeah, it's a will save. And you use my my two plus six, so eighteen. And he fails. Very good. So he's now held person. That's a bad situation. Okay. And next turn you'll get to do that for free again. Yes. Very good. Is there anything else we should do, young Jamie? Uh, I moved and I cast a spell. Okay. This bugbear is prone. He's gonna swing at you anyway, Derek. The negative for prone is what? Negative two. Four. And do you can you still full attack from prone? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a fifteen hit. No, not quite. Well, here comes the twenty. <laughs> you stupid bastard! You <laughs> called it. Yeah, a twenty hits. Does a seven confirm? No. Okay. Damn it! I'm gonna, I'm Take ten like more that. damage, asshole. 
shit. I, I do feel like an asshole. You should. All right, we are. You. Uh, so during this fight, you've seen like a bunch of the people. It, most people were asleep, but you hear the shuttering of doors around the uh, circle of wagons. You know, obviously they don't want to fucking die to bugbears. Reasonable enough. Um, but you do see a door slam open on a certain cabin, and you see Ogog kick open the door to his wagon and pop down. And behind him, you see that little mechanical gnome lady also pop out of his cabin. They both look ready to fuck somebody up. I'm going to roll their initiative real quick. After the door opens, she will start moving out. As she approaches right there, you see her pull out a fuck-huge pistol off her hip. She'll aim it at the held person bugbear, and he will take seven damage. Okay. Mr. Shotgun Boy, if you want to make your turn now, please. If you get here, you can shoot the person who is currently held with touch AC and flat-footed. A 13 versus touch. And flat foot. So unless they yeah, got that'll action. that'll fucking get them. All right, hell yeah, uh, and that'll be twelve damage. Twelve damage, you say? He looks worse. And that'll be it for my turn, Mister Bugrot. I I held after Cedric last time. Oh yeah, good point. So Cedric. God, who's left alive around these parts? All of them. All right, uh, this is the one that's held, right? Oh yeah, he looks really fucking. No, the one that's held is the one Meatwad just attacked to the north of Meatwad. That one directly that in front so. of you is flat is on his ass. I'm gonna walk up to him and hit him with. A Fucking flaming hammer. Okay. Yeet. Yeah, that hits. Oh my god. 12 bludgeoning, 2 fire. And he's dead. Mr. Bug? Well, I'm going to take an attack of opportunity and then charge through these two boys. So you're going to take the AOO? Both of them? Yeah. No, just just the bugbear that I'm moving past. They don't get AOOs from the overrun, but I can't take the overrun unless I pass this guy. Was it 20 hit? Nope. Okay, it misses. Okay, so I charge... Um, attempt an overrun against the first crossbowman guy, uh, 46. Yep. So that'll do, uh, 26 points of damage. Then I'm going to attempt to overrun the second one in that charge lane. This is out of minus five. Uh, so 29 against c Yes, that hits. What the fuck? Uh, 29 damage. They're both prone and I'm going to take an attack of opportunity against the second one. Do it. Uh, 17. That'll hit. Uh, 16 points of damage. He's gone. What an absolute mad lad. What a fucking asshole Derek is. Now is the orc guy out and I can nod to him and say... Yes, he saw that and you see him <laughs> nod respectfully towards you. Moving targets easier to hit. I don't know if that's true, but fair enough. In this moment, anything is true. Before this bugbear makes his move, those wyverns you heard earlier fly overhead. Meatwad, Wall, Jamie, and Tug to make a reflex saving throw. You know I'm not good at those. No! I got an 11. I've been bombed. Yep. Uh, Where are these seven ones? I rolled an 11. <laughs> I rolled a 12. <laughs> you rolled, if, you, if you rolled a 15 or above, take half as a fireball smashes into the center of your group for 19 damage. Fuck, it hurts. And that wyvern flock passes overhead. Now it's bugbear time. One is held person, so he's going to try to make a... It's a will save to get out, right? Correct. Uh, no. So sad. This one... Make a move on the wall. How dare you? Does a 20 hit? No. <laughs> Fuck. It's archer time. He's going to make some shots at Mr. Bug. Does a 23 hit, Derek? Uh, yeah, on the nose. Take 10 damage. Boy, Jesus. they like rolling 10 against you, asshole. Yeah, they do. Does a third? <laughs> Fuck you, Derek. <laughs> 20. Roll the confirm. Come on. Does an 18 confirm against you, Derek? No. Take 10 more anyway, asshole. Motherfucker. Seriously, that's like four of five have been max damage. How are you feeling so far, Derek? How's your character? Uh, I'm at exactly a quarter hit points. Oh, you're. We'll see what happens. Because now it's the other archer's turn. 
What do you think he's gonna do, Derek? Because uh, he saw you just vaporize three of his friends. He's probably gonna crit. Does a 19 hit? No. Does a 24 hit? God damn it, yes. Take seven. Okay. This boy up here is going to try to full attack the Cavern Guard. Caravan Guard. That hits for 12 damage. Second attack. That misses. Meatwad? Um, do I get do I get any sort of benefit to being closer when I take my shots or no? Not really. No, as long as you're within range to hit with your shotgun, because they have a limited range on their pellets. Okay. So so the one I shot before is still alive, correct? Uh yeah. He's held person right now, so you Okay. Would, I mean, you're, you're going to hit him. So That's yeah, gonna gonna say, okay. I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'll take the gear. I'll take the easy money. I will say with that cone damage you do, could you hit both of them attacking the caravan guards? Okay, I will do that then. Um, and the, the roll was a, uh, a 20. To hit? Yeah, that yes, does it. To hit. Roll damage. Okay. Uh, it's 12 damage. Do I hit even the guy who isn't prone? Well, he's not prone. He's held person, but you definitely hit him. Okay, cool. Yeah, you, you, hit, you hit them both. Don't worry. All right, excellent. So 12 damage to each. Hopefully they're not looking great. Uh, the one to your left is looking, the one who's held is obviously looking really fucking bad. The one who you hit attacking the caravan guards is looking like that was the first time you got hit. And I ended my turn. Miss Bonestone, right before your turn starts, you see what? from the direction of the Wyvern Queen's tent, a large group of the kobold mounted Wyverns take off in pursuit of the ones that had just bombed the camp. So oh, yeah, get them! Um, I'm going to have five fist up here, and I will attack this guy three times. Okay. Does a 30 hit? Yeah. 14 damage. Does a 15 hit? Yeah. Against this against touch? No. No, that doesn't hit. Okay. And rapid shot, uh, 20. Yeah. 11 damage. So 25 damage total to this right here. This one is going to charge you, Meatwad. <laughs> it probably misses with a 21. He doesn't. Okay. Caravan boy's turn. Ooh, okay, he's looking with that hobgoblin or that bugbear is looking worse. Jamie, what will it be? I'll go ahead. What's what's up with this one? That one is prone. No, this one's prone. And that one's prone? Oh boy. No, this one isn't. I didn't run through that one. Uh could you I'm gonna cast my echoed hold person on that one. Uh, okay. Gavin, what uh what's your save? 18. I wanna go ahead and just drop that symbol and roll it anyway. You still make it on a 19. Or an 18, you know. Was well, it a plus three, so yeah, no, ain't gonna happen. It's this archer's turn. He's held, so he's gonna try to break free. Does not break free. This one, Jamie. This bugbear over here is gonna make a move at you. Smack me, daddy. daddy. Ooh, does it? I still have minimum damage for five. And I'm dead. No, God. Well done. It's big boy's turn. The hogog, the orc, sees what's going on around here. And he will move down here and attack this boy. Yeah, yeah, okay. That one is taken care of. Uh, if anybody wants to look over at the axe he's wielding, uh, you might recognize it since you're dwarves and you're creatures of war. Mr. Wall, you know, so that is in fact a butchering axe. Oh shit, like one of the orc special thing? No, that's the orc double axe. And that weapon is terrible because it's a double weapon. Well, I won't say double weapon. No, is it, the, terrible. is it the 2d6, uh, or like the 3d6, like you have to have 19 strength to wield it axe? Yep. Oh my god. This little lady will move right here. And point her pistol at the prone one for eight damage. And he's looking pretty bad. Okay. As we begin the next turn, uh, you see approaching from the direction of the Wyvern tents, another friend. It's Miss Alexandra Vivracci. She is, as you know, the prophet of the Worm Queen. And she looks quite upset. I'm going to roll our initiative real quick and then we'll add it to the order. She will get to move first. She would love to fireball, but there's too many of you around. Eh, fuck it. She will aim at the little fucker who's held Eat with him. a... With a ranged touch attack spell. That is not good for him. I don't think 
it Not can, once. Yeah, that's the only way. Oh, yeah, that does it. As a uh, jet of flame erupts from her fingertip. Oh, wait, there's three of those. We'll do the first one. Well, no, she'll she'll launch all three this fucker. He's at full health. Yep. First for 15. The next for 18. 17. And those numbers. Ooh, boy. And he's gone. Bugbear, he's dead. Mr. Wall. Oh, boy, this fucker. This bugbear. God damn, my push to talk is not wanting to work very well. This uh, bugbear right in front of me, he's uh, going to get hit in the face with a uh, flaming hammer. Yeah, we'll see about that. Oof. Why'd you have to curse me? Does a 15 hit? No. Very well. I swing and I miss. I'm going to get him. Oh, get closer. I'll give you a little bit of healing. I five foot step. I just, I don't know. Just that, go probably, that probably isn't enough, right? No, I can move too. Oh, I think so. I don't know. It's up to, I mean, in a line it would go, that's a 30 foot line. Or it would do something like... That's yeah, not a straight line, though, is it? Well, like in a lightning bolt. Right. What do you think, Jeff? I mean, if you don't want to trigger an attack of opportunity, can't you just charge it straight down and then melee attack that guy? No, I'm together? overrunning both of them. Oh. Can I do that, though? Uh, well, draw the line to where you want to end up with within your movement. Yeah, I got it. It's the orange one. Sorry. Does that terminate on the bugbear square or on Gavin or on the square below? The square below him. Is that enough of a line going through the first one, though? Well, you know, I'm looking at the pixels real close, Derek, and it is going into that pixel square. Now, Gavin is, Gavin is correct that I think by Pathfinder rules, that is not a true line. But I, It is. But, I think but, it be, is. but because I don't give a fuck, go ahead, Derek. Okay. Well, uh, 35 on the archer. Yep. Uh, 28 points of damage, and he's prone. Son of a bitch. And then the second on the bugbear... This is at minus five, so only a thirty-eight. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Uh, twenty-five points of damage, and he's prone. And then I'll take the attack of opportunity because he's prone. It's a twenty-three. Yep. Uh, twenty-three points of or twenty-two points of damage. Derek, you son of a bitch! You did it again. He's dead. But the archer isn't. No, no. Damn it, Derek! You only hit him once. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm actually surprised the the hammer's hitting as well as it. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> Alright, this boy over here is held. He's gonna try to break out again. Also, though, I'm one good hit away from like permadeath. Doesn't eleven uh eleven does not break out. Well, William, we're back to it. This one who's been fighting you all fight is gonna try to continue the assault. Come at me. She probably should have learned by now that he really can't hit you, but uh these aren't smart bugs. Hey, it's in the fucking name. No. No. Oh, no, nope. <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, well, get that twenty-five out of here. Get that the fuck out of here. Okay, what are the negatives for shooting while prone, folks? Mine. I don't think you can shoot with a bow prone. Oh, then. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't just stand up and shoot, right? Standing's a move yeah. action, correct? Yes. Okay, he's gonna stand up and fire one at Jamie. Oh, the twenty-five hit. Oh, you'll take minimum damage again for three. Of fucking course. <laughs> My the next one does the same thing. Stands up and pops a shot at you. My God, it protects me. Come on, crit me. Is a 16 hit? No, it does not. <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty good if it crit. That would have been so Meanwhile, good if Max boy, crit. This, this bugbear is up in your face. Are you going to five foot step and shoot his head off? Meatwad? Um, oh, I'm thinking. So five foot step to right there, right? Diagonally away. You can hit both, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, oh, yeah then, I, then I have the cone attack, right? Can I? Hit yeah, both? do it, dude. Light him up, boy. Yeah, fuck it. I got that. Then. I'm going to hit him with this cone attack. 
It's like a waffle cone, but better. Ooh, 26. That should probably do Yeah, it. roll damage. I, I can only roll a 12 for damage, apparently. So, 12 damage. 12, you said? Yes. Oh, that one who's held looks incredibly bad. God damn it. I can't. As if a stiff it's a breeze, shotgun, and I'm not doing shit for damage. As if a stiff breeze could knock him over. And the one to the south is uh, looking only a hair better. Okay. And uh, that's it for my turn. Well, the one you just shot is going to five foot and full attack you. Yeah, I bet. Motherfucker. Does a 21 hit? Does not. Does it? Oh. Yes, that will hit. Roll the I think I'd roll 20s like this normally. A 12 does not confirm, but he will get the damage off. He'll take 13 damage. Okay. Not looking great, but I'm okay. Tugger? Everybody uh, looks like shit on the battlefield. Five foot step up. I'm going to shoot the guy that attacked my brother. Okay. Bop it. Does a 20 hit? Yes. 12 piercing damage. Dead. You pop him right in the fucking head and he falls over. Can I shoot that one? Uh, I don't see why not on a full attack. You'll be hitting his regular AC, but okay. it's not okay. great because he's held. Well, yeah, well, I wouldn't use the second point-blank shot, though, because he's out of point-blank shot range. So would a 15 hit? 15 will not hit. Great, and then rapid shot. Okay. Uh, 14 won't hit. Okay. I did what I could. You tried. I appreciate it. Caravan guard's going to try to do his duty. That'll hit. He guts that bugbear instead. Second caravan guard will hold his action. I'm just going through a list of dead characters. It's beautiful. Thank you. Jamie, Rock. welcome to the Thunderdome. Oh, you need a bit of healing, do you? Can I use my uh, Cure Serious Wound from before? I don't. Minimum of nine. You heal for 16. Okay. Well, I can take three max damage shots now. And that's uh, my turn. Big boy here will move over to approach the enemies. Our dragon-blooded sorcerer here is going to firebolt that guy. Now, a ranged touch attack still has the negative, right? They have a four higher AC, technically speaking. Oh, boy. Let's see what happens. God damn, I wish I could roll like this when I play my characters. This is fucking insane. What's his HP at right now? Can he survive this? 12d6 plus 12. Yeah. 24 minimum. And he's gone. And and boom goes the archer. And with that, all the... Well, no, there's still a bugbear left. Okay. Mr. Wall. End this. Motherfucker. I actually haven't even got to hit him yet. Hammer. Holy shit. 28 hit. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, only 10 damage. Nine bludgeoning and one fire. He looks very bad. Get him, Derek. <laughs> Bug, what's it gonna be? Do you, I got charge here. As, as, you attempt, as you attempt this charge, you see the orc looking at you. The orc's looking at you with wanting eyes. <laughs> as, as, as I'm approaching him, I look over at the orc and just have this big, goofy fucking grin and then smash into him with all my might. Sitting but, grin. Keeping an eye on the orc the whole time, not even paying attention to where I'm going to the actual bugbear. So, yeah, the 32. Yeah, roll damage. Uh, uh, third, 29. And he vaporizes into a cloud of mist. Wall, your armor is covered in atomized blood. Oh, why'd it have to be goblin blood? And with that, the last opponent has fallen on the battlefield. But somebody does appear. You see, running out of the gob- uh, out of the gnome tent, you see this. This was scheduled to happen on this turn. You see the lion tamer appear. Oh no! With his lion, that's so a, big. That's a like, that's oh, a he looks he looks dejected. <laughs> oh, sorry. This one's into a bit of the. Uh, never mind. I don't want to assume. Aside from him, saying, aside from him making that dejected sigh upon seeing everybody already down the battlefield, you notice that it is silent. There seems to be no combat happening anywhere else in the camp. 
You don't hear wyverns anymore. The fight has taken a field far north of you. Oh, what do you got want to, to say, do? I see why your caravan's still in uh, business. You all handled yourself really well there for some non dwarves. I got to say. Oh, uh, God's like, yeah, I still got a little bit despite being an old man. What can I say? And the little gnome lady's just uh, blowing the smoke off the edge of her pistol. Well, that was a fun 20 seconds. Yes, it was quite exciting, uh, says the prophet of the Worm Queen. Hopefully my brothers and sisters will finish the fight that those house goblins started. Well, we don't want to cause your group any more uh, any more troubles. Hopefully, uh, well, we can get out of here. Yeah, as you're talking about that, the door to another cabin opens, uh, to a wagon opens, and the uh, the halfling of Diet <laughs> Chubfoot, who's in charge of this little menagerie, runs out. What in the hells was that all about? And I point to where I think the goblins are. Well, perhaps you can see why I pay my guards so well, Lord Dwarf. Are there signs of any more around the camp? Make a perception check. 31. Uh, Go you to 31. You don't see any more goblins, that's for sure. Uh, but you do see all around you, and mostly you can see this too. The other wagons are opening up, and people from around the camp are coming to uh, congratulate you and kind of kick the dead bodies. You see the uh, goblin quadruplets come out, and they're poking at a at one of the dead archers with a stick. Oh, careful there. If you poke them enough, it'll come back. They poke harder. <laughs> Ooh, wyverns eat good tonight, they do. Ha ha! Oh, that's nice. You don't have to feed, or you don't have to pay for their feed this time. Get some free meals. In fact, a lot of people are dragging the corpses off towards the, uh, towards the Worm Queen's tent. Well, uh, wagon, I should say. Another man on the road. You hear one of them say. Uh, Obadiah, uh, calls you all aside for a quick conversation. Oh, what is a short one? <laughs> Coming from a dwarf, I'll take that as love. <laughs> Let me say, in this business, we're not, how would you say, unfamiliar with the occasional vandal or bandit, although this was a bit brazen. It's not often somebody throws a fireball at you. With all you've told us so far about the attacks you faced along the way and what we've seen here tonight, I believe our time in Maltoon is coming to a shorter than expected end. You are... Welcome to travel with us back down the road. I suppose, all things considered, I'll take the sign the gods gave me and head towards, uh, I don't know, Kragadon, perhaps. Do you think Jors would pay for a circus? Oh, circus of your kind, would they? I think yes. Very good. Uh, I would advise you yet again not to get involved with the politics of this realm and to come back with us, but I won't be surprised if you decline the offer. <laughs> Very good. If you still make for Canterate... I respect that decision, but I warn you to be careful. And he starts heading off back towards his uh, his wagon, and his wife is standing out there in, in her night clothes, looking very upset. He's about to give him an earful. All right, what do you all want to do? You want to go back to bed? Then head straight for the capital. Yeah, as you as you get around doing that, you know, you're still walking through camp. People are giving you thanks, and the orc slaps bug around the back, and the caravan guards are shaking, tugging to Bina and Meatwad's hands and saying thank you. <laughs> um Eventually, everybody starts to stumble back into their wagons. Uh, you haven't seen the wyverns return yet, but it could be a while yet, you assume. Okay, as you all lie down, everybody make a sense motive check. Or a perception check, but that will be the negative. I rolled a fucking two on the die, but a 17. Natural 20 for a 21. 14 Ooh. for both. Derek, for me. Ah, Derek, Derek and Jamie and Meatwad. <laughs> Outstanding. The thought occurs to you as you lay down that everybody came out of their wagons to congratulate you and observe the battlefield, except Hamlin Truehammer, the dwarf blacksmith 
with whom you with outside whose wagon you had made camp. You notice that his wagon still has the lights on inside, but you don't hear or see any movement. I whisper over to Tugabina. Hey, go do go check it out. I'm gonna give you a little, I'm gonna give you a little bit of help with that. Not that you need it. Okay. And I'll turn her invisible. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So that wagon right there. You, I drew little squigglies for the ramp into it. It is very narrow on the inside. It's really one good square of movement from the back to the front. So you're going in, Tugabina? Yes, I am invisible. Jamie has turned me invisible, which means that I got a 30 on my cell check. Okay. You very silently open the door and you go inside. Ah. As you turn to go inside, you see it looks normal. Uh, everything's put away as if uh, the dwarf was going to bed. But at the end of the wagon... In that last square there, just north of you, you uh, you see there's a curtain drawn, and there's a figure silhouetted as if sitting on the end of the bed. But through the curtain, you cannot tell anything else. Can I, like, slither on the floor and try and, like, lift the curtain a little bit off the ground and peek up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's floor to ceiling. It's actually quite nice. He liked, uh, maybe as a dwarf, you might understand the, the desire to have blackout shades. Make a perception check. 19. Okay, you don't notice anything aside from that? Uh, 29 for what it's worth. You aren't in there, but okay. Thank you, me, Rob! You don't even, because Tug Davina's so stealthy, you don't even know where she is. What do you want to do, Tugger? Uh, can I peek inside the curtain at all? Yeah, you can move up there. Okay. Are you stealthing while you do this? Yes. Or only a stealth? Uh, 28. A 28? <clears throat> yes, because I'm invisible. Okay. You open the curtain and you see Hamlin sitting at the foot of his bed, not moving. Staring straight ahead, his eyes glossed over. Fuck. Hello? Do, do you do that? Yes. Okay. Hello? Do you want to do anything while you're sitting there yelling hello? Mr. Hamlin, sir, are you alive currently? <laughs> there is no response. Oh my god, he's dead. <clears throat> oh no. I run out of the, the caravan. Well... <laughs> Do you, though? As you say that, because you Who's wasted a few times going to the corpse. Talk to me, what's your AC? Uh, 23. But I am still invisible. Oh, Tug. I'm so sorry. Don't you have to roll percentile dice if I'm invisible? Uh, Not when you've been standing in one spot and yelling against this. Uh, you still do. You still do. Against this certain know. type of uh, enemy. Oh. Tug to me, you take seven damage. Roll me a fort save. No! Suck my dick and stop! Is it a poison spell or spell like... Well, it doesn't matter. If it is a poison okay. spell or spell like ability, it is 13. <laughs> you are the actual worst person for this to happen to, Tugdabina. You might die. Ah! You take three strength damage. Uh, as if something on that blade was poisoned. I have uh, potentially... I have um, uh, four strength currently. Well, that's good. You only have a few more rounds to live. Um, Get out of there. As that attack Help! happens... As that attack happens from mounted up <laughs> on the cupboard next to you, you see a hobgoblin wearing a mask in all black. Listen, where you motherfucker? I'll kill you! And, and you see a smile spread across his little hobgoblin face. I was really hoping that was going to be bug rot, but that's how it goes sometimes, I guess. I run out of, I run out of the cap caravan. I mean, I don't have the stealth. Okay, everybody roll uh, initiative. There's a, there's, there's, there's a goblin on the ca- ca- cart. Let's kill the nerd. Everybody roll initiative. Boy, Torah, hasn't this game gone on long enough? Well, this might be interesting. It's this little fellow's turn. 
You don't see or hear anything happening. Mr. Bugrat. Five, five, ten. There's only one entrance into the wagon. Then I, uh, hmm. I will ready an attack with power attack with my war hammer if something comes out. Very good. I'm still fairly injured from that last fight, so this might not go great. Um, money on. Money on. Mm, who's the most damagey? Okay, I'm going to step towards her and I'm going to cast uh, Sea Invisibility on her. On Tug? Tug, you got that Sea Invisibility now. Now, do I need the reveal she sees right now or on her turn? Looks uh, like it's my fucking turn now, bitch. Indeed it is. Tug Nabina, you see, and this is kind of hard to see, he's still very stealthy. Uh, 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 where Meatwad was standing, you see the assassin looking out through the, or about to walk out the open door. He's on the far side of the wagon. You can see him clearly. Nobody else can. Okay. Uh, he's right there. I will shoot him three times. Uh, very good. Does a 30 hit? Yes. Is that versus touch? No. Okay. 12 damage. Does a 20 hit? Yes. Wait, does a 20 hit? No, absolutely not. Uh, Because I'm a bolt ace, I have to spend grip points. I mean, I guess I could spend a grip point. Might be good since you're all that 20. Cool. I'm going to spend a grip point, and uh, 20 will hit now. Indeed it will. Uh, 11 damage in time for the rapid shot. Nah, 20. Oh. Uh, no. Rapid shot doesn't do anything. Uh, tw- 23 damage total. 23 damage total? Yep. Not bad. Now, when a creature who's invisible gets hit, do they become visible again? Nope. nope. <laughs> Only when they attack. Good. But we do okay. have a square pen. Oh, uh, by the way, Sam, since it's your turn again. Yeah. Take three more strength damage. Uh, I have one strength. Well, that's good, because strength damage doesn't kill you. Just knocks you the fuck out. Uh, is there a way we can know what stand alone? What is causing the effect? Perhaps with more contemplation you could figure it out, but this is the heat of combat. I will allow you to make up. Well, actually, I don't think Tug has even said she's been poisoned or whatever, so. You, you see Tug Nabia's uh, muscles sagging. I'm, I'm losing it, guys! I'm going to get over here behind uh, Tug Nabina. And Tug Nabina, you're still up. You're just very... Uh, very, very weak. Correct. Do you look like Gumby in a microwave? Boss, I look like my body's made of play That's horrifying. I've got my hammer up and I'm going to hit something, but I'm, I'm Cedric's very confused and concerned. What is it? Meatwad, if I don't make it out alive, I love you. You're going to make it out alive? What are you talking about, Tug Nabina? I have one strike right now. It's okay. That's plenty. <laughs> Tell my lasagna. I love it. Okay. Tell the cook to suck my dick. Yeah, I will go uh, there and I will scream, What is going on? I don't see anything. Is there a catch of No. Tug Nabina, what's your flat foot, AC? Oh, well, uh, you're hoping for a one. <laughs> nope. Oh, no. Okay, well, that doesn't confirm. That's good. Well, actually, it does. Who's attacking her? An invisible creature. So oh. now they're visible. They are now. Very good. This motherfucker You only get hit once, though, so it's not too bad. Oh. I'm about oh, to end this man's whole career. Take 29 damage. And as that happens, you all see this bugbear assassin wearing, well, you think it's a bugbear wearing a mask with a coy smile across its face. 
I'm glad you all came to the same place. I've already killed one of your party, and the other is not long for this world. Line up and I'll make it faster. Who did, the, who did, who did they kill? Uh, well, so, uh... The gnome. You are very... Presumable. Well, what is your intelligence? Or your wisdom? Let's just say low. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know who the fuck he's talking about. Anyone okay. who is smart, though, like maybe the barrister, you might presume they thought Hamlin as a dwarf was one he was after. Oh, makes sense. Mr. Bugrot. Um, I'm going to enter a, a, a hefty rage, and I'm uh, going to tr- full attack. Uh, ooh, 20 hit. Negative. Well, then, yeah. Even though I'm flanking with the gunslinger. Speaking of. <coughs> that's it. Meanwhile, what do you want to do, buddy? Fucking, I don't know. You're not dead yet. Hey, um, can I make a... Real quick, can I make an argument? Because I did ready in an action to attack when he appeared, and he appeared before my turn. Yeah, can you, you can have the attack of opportunity, Derek. I'll, I'll grant you that. Well, no, I can't, because I got a 16. Yep, that's about uh, what I thought. Okay. Um, he is directly north of you. Uh, you know that if you shoot your shotgun straight north... You are going to pepper your party members. Perhaps a five foot step to the left would help you, but maybe an attack. Well, so how? What's the range of my cone attack? So if I if I just step back all the way to the edge of this square, then will I hit my party members with the cone attack? I yes. think if you did it that way, would would he be able just to shoot the goblin square and then pepper the cart with that, Gavin? Yeah, I think if if you move here and then shoot, I think you'd be good. If I move right there, so yeah. Now then... the question is, Gavin, does shooting that trigger an attack of opportunity? Oh yeah, fuck it. Okay, let me roll the attack of opportunity first. He shouldn't get sneak on it, though. No, absolutely not. That's a 28 hit. Uh, fuck, yeah, it I is. Think, oh, I actually hit you? Yeah. Fucker. You take seven <laughs> damage. Luckily, his attacks by themselves are not very damaged. Make your shot, boy. <sighs> fuck me, 13. That will not hit his touch, AC. Yeah, I imagine not. Mr. Barrister. You heal for 24, Tagavina. And then, using sacred geometry, I'm going to cast... Oh, wait, let me get the stopwatch up. <laughs> 60 seconds later. Gavin, what do we have? Uh, I'm, I'm typing it out. William, you keeping him honest? Yeah, oh, he's my typing. <laughs> I told you to watch him like a hawk. Okay, so what does this do, Gavin? This is a quick and held person. Oh, I see. Save a 17 still. Oh, he fails. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Well, it looks like them Duke boys got themselves into a mess. Okay, Miss Bonestone, before we do anything else. What? So, Sam, I will allow you to go ahead. You get to make two <clears throat> retroactive poison saves. Not three, because you. you failed the first one outright. But First one is 16. Negative. <laughs> that being said, Pegolina, as your round begins, you fall on the ground unconscious. No! Uh, Mr. Mr. Wall, it is your turn. There's a lot now. to be done here. And Tugnabina's square is unoccupied now. It's true. If you bull rush me, I swear to God. I'm not a bull rushy kind of person. I'm more of a hit the guy, hit this poor bastard in the face with a hammer kind of guy. He has held, so his AC has dropped a good bit. Uh, A 16? Has not dropped that low. Really? God damn. That's all she wrote, unfortunately, for now. If anyone else shows up, though. It's our boy's turn. This is a save or die for you, Jeff. And I do not save. Mr. Buckrot, what's it going to be? Before I do what I plan to do, I want to keep him alive. No. 
Okay, so I'm going to coup de gras him. So Warhammer is a times three weapon, so let's roll damage. 48 points of damage, so that is a DC 58 fortitude save. He, in fact, lives through the damage, but he will. there is no possible way to make that save. Unless he rolls a nat 20. Nat, yeah, we've seen so. it. We've seen it. Orcs have taken, or uh, ogres have taken. Earth no, rate. Derek, uh, you finally did it. A 20 was not sufficed against you. You, How do you want to kill or coup de gras this hell person uh, assassin? Oh, I'll just smash his face into the ground. Very good. Oh, do it like the Doomslayer in the new game where you just pop their head into the chest. Oh, I, I do it like an Animal Crossing when you hit a bug with a net. Oh, but the net's your hammer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he is a lot more blood. As he goes flies a pancake across the ground, everybody within a five-foot radius has blood splattered against their ankles. I haven't even got the other part of the armor clean yet. He's dead. You did it. Uh, as you remove your hammer from this pile of gore, you do find some items underneath it all compacted into the gore and viscera. You find... Uh, potion of greater restoration. A plus two dagger, a potion of invisibility, four masterwork daggers, and a hundred gold pieces. Okay. I come out of my rage and I'm panting. Get her to doctor. And then the cold plays, I will fix you, starts playing in the background. Cleric, can you help this poor woman? No. Who's a cleric? Oh, good point. Who Gavin? wants to... Okay, what do you want to do with Tug's unconscious body? Uh, I'm going to go over and I'm just going to look at her and then whatever, I'm going to wait like a 10... I'm going to wait like 30 seconds and then I'm going to go in and I'm going to give her a good old... Uh, Lesser restoration. Takes three rounds, but... Okay, you do it. How much do you heal her for? Two strength. So she's at zero now? She's at two. No, I, don't think, I don't think abilities can go negative. Yeah. Good point. Okay, Tugnabina, you wake back up. You're still very atrophied, but you wake back up with two strength. What happened? Oh, you dropped there. Your little, your little arms and legs couldn't handle the weight of your... Uh, Badassery. You should have brought me in with you. But you look over to the assassin and you see his face looks exactly like one of your lesser good lasagnas. The fucker's trying to send his bugrat! I didn't say it, it's just that's what it looks like. The fucker's trying to send Derek Bridget! I'm sorry. It looks like a lasagna. It looks like a fine Italian treat. Okay, boys, here's the thing. This is it. So if you have any buffs to do, any super spells to prepare, do them now and get ready because sun is rising. On the camp. We're resting first, though, right? You will get the equivalent of a full rest. Gavin, can you expend whatever channel energies you have? You don't want me to do that. If we're resting, you'll get them back. It's negative energy, Derek. Oh, well. I got I got some Cure Light wounds and stuff. Yeah, spread those out. Uh, so, and I got one Cure Moderate. I, I'm down 35 hit points. I've got three Cure Moderates and three Cure Lights. I have two strengths. Derek, you heal for 14. Another 13. I'll call it there. Who else needs healing? Tugabina? I have That'd healing. I have healing on me, so I can do that myself, I believe. I'll heal with the rest enough. Does anyone else need healing, or can I just heal myself? Very good. Um, I, I had potions to cure light wounds enough to propagate. Oh, no, don't use, don't use those. Let us use our... Those potions oh, okay. are not restorable. I like, after a nap, I'm going to have more heals. Okay, I didn't know what our time restriction was here. But, uh, yeah, okay. So I'm at 12 HP currently, max of 51, just FYI. You're at 12, that's 24, 30-something. There's 15. So I heal you for 40, so you, you should be good again. Awesome, thank you. Does anybody want to take that plus two dagger? Uh, 
Uh, and I these are for myself. Me. Oh wow! I'm I'm gonna take the dagger then, just in case we get into a situation where I get grappled. You all see through the night. You get your healing from the rest. As you wake up, the camp is breaking. As they said, they're going to be heading towards Kragadon. As you all start to mount your ponies to ride out, Alexandra, the prophet of the Worm Queen, approaches you. And she says, uh, I also have business in Canarate this morning. If you would not be too upset by the proposition, I would accompany you to the city gates, but no further. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, come with us. Dangerous times we live in. See, I knew you would pass. And Alphamer's satchel hops the fairy dragon, and it, uh, Looks you all up and down, walks past you a couple times, and starts serpentining between your legs. And it feels so good to feel that little creature rub up against your ankle. You all receive a bonus for the day. You will have a plus two bonus on all charisma-related checks, and a plus one bonus on all saving throws against spells and spell-like abilities. Ooh, thank you. And you begin riding out. Again, uh, just like the road was in the days ahead of this, mostly uneventful, trade wagons pass. Uh, the settlements around the city are getting denser and denser, though. And then you finally can see it over the horizon. Good-sized city, Canterate is. A true capital of an empire. Well, a wannabe empire. Strong walls, uh, spires jutting up into the sky nearly 80 feet. It's quite nice, actually. As you approach the main gate, you see a throng of people heading in and out after speaking with the guards stationed there. And you are next up in line to speak with the guards. They look down at you, these uh, human, Malthuni Imperial Guardsmen, and say, Oh, dwarves. And what business have you here? Oh, here to talk with your good king, sir. Uh, he doesn't respond to that. He looks over at his buddy, looks back at his officer, his captain, and yells, Hey, Cap, I think that diplomatic envoy's here. And he walks forward. Oh, dwarven diplomats in Canterate. It's been a long time. Some would Straight say too from, long. Yeah, Some would say it's a lot long enough. Yeah, we haven't talked enough our nations, and our prince thinks the same thing. So it's about time with everything turning and rolling to two uh, stubborn kingdoms to make make diplomacy. Very good, very good. Uh, I'll tell you how this works here. Uh, you're going to wait here with us until a member of the diplomatic corps comes down and hears your case. If he thinks you're not full of shit, not saying you are, but that's just how it goes, uh, Fair enough. you will be taken to meet with the emperor or one of his appointed officials. Seem fair? I like it. Very good. Do we get a chair? <laughs> yes, please. Come inside this uh, guard tower here. Oh, of course, of course. Okay, you're seated in the guard tower. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, you can set some motive on him. 18. He seems downright honest. He's just a soldier doing his job. Just following orders, man. Yeah, perhaps. Very good. Okay, um, you're all seated inside there. You notice at some point while you're waiting in line, Alexandra uh, moved away. She's, who knows where she is. But, uh, so you're seated there. About 10 minutes pass. You're kind of sitting there alone. The, the chairs are pretty comfortable, though. This is actually a pretty well... Not amazing, but it's, it's well put together. Decent craftsmanship. And uh, suddenly you see the officer open the door and this young human wearing... Uh, his clothing is not wealthy clothing, but it's very well put together and very well worn. Ah, the Dwarven Ambassadors. It's a pleasure to meet you all. Let me introduce myself. I am Chester Stonebear. I am a uh, junior officer in the Diplomatic Corps, and I will be hearing your petition today. Wonderful. My name's Jamie. I like me friends introduce themselves. And I gesture. Hello there, Sir Human. My name's Cedric Golanson. I am part of uh, this diplomatic envoy. Talking about a barn stone, and this is my brother, Meatwad. I'm Meatwad. Hey, Spudgrat. 
Very good, very good. If you don't mind, I'll take a seat. Okay, so a diplomatic envoy from Kragadon. Some would say it's been too long. Some would say it hasn't been long enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, by the way, by the way, I just want to reference Jamie looks so different right now. Rather than him being like that, that really like cold, uh, like fake smile look, he seems so relaxed and is kind of, you know. Hand, head on hand, leaning in. Yeah, so, so close. I guess we'll cut right to the chase and skip the formalities. What business does Prince Greathammer believe he has with the Empire? Sure, I'll just be blunt with you since you're being straight with me. Yeah, we found uh, this spy, we assume, had a symbol of Malthoon honor. And she was uncovering artifacts. Um, not to get any more direct with, to be completely direct, there are sects of uh, rebel, likely, of the Malthuni group that have attacked us on the road. Oh, uh, wh- hold on. What? First off, who was the spy? Did you happen to get her name or a description? And then tell me about these groups that you say attacked you. Uh, did we get her name? I don't. She wasn't really. We did up. not get their name because they were in disguise as a dwarf. And whenever we broke their magical disguise, it was revealed that they were, uh, was it a bugbear or a hobgoblin? Bugbear, indeed. A bugbear. And unfortunately, breaking their disguise crippled their uh, mind somehow, as if a feeble mind spell had been cast upon them. And along the way here, to come to this meeting, we were attacked several times by other goblinoids, uh, to the point of we had to seek shelter. Okay, as so as you're talking, he's writing all this down. And he was writing very excitedly before when he first started off about the artifacts and all this stuff. But as you talked about the spy and the bugbears and the goblins attacking you, uh, you see a look of consternation cross, go across his face. Yeah, no so offense. Uh... The implication here, not too hard to draw a line, if you don't mind me saying, is that you believe members of our monster legions are acting out of turn? We know it. We've killed them. We know them. it. This is quite the charge to bear. I have no reason to disbelieve you, Lord Dwarf, but sometimes perception makes all the difference. And that's why we're here on a diplomatic mission with a group of five dwarves who would like to go back home and tell great news and uh, nothing more. Because I see. Well, I do personally also wish for peace, both within and without the Empire. I think it's best for mutual growth. That being said, what would the recompense be that you're requesting from the Emperor Teldwin? I think an open line of... Uh, uh, real quick, did the emperor or did the king uh, ask for something specific? He did not. He just wanted you to more or less give a warning and then kind of get a feel for how relations are going and what's going on inside Canary. We Mostly we'd like to open uh, a line of dialogue. Uh, we've been quiet for some time between us two, and uh, that might have caused... If our prince is quite level-headed, and uh, he he's definitely... Oh, he wants... To grow. He wants to trade. Very good. Uh, you really... Uh, this is quite the report. You know, I've, I've seen 100-page reports that are just... I mean, absolutely put you to sleep. But this is... <laughs> this is straightforward and, dare I say, horrifying. I won't lie to you, Dwarf. And don't tell anybody I told you this, but... I've heard similar whispers about the Monster Legions. Some question their loyalty to the Empire. Again, you didn't hear that from me. But here's so, what I'm going to do. I am going I... to stand up walk out of this room, and talk to my supervisor, the head of the Diplomatic Corps, uh, Mr. Hurek Galewind. And we will both be returning here, and I am as positive as I can be. 
that you will have a meeting with the good emperor this very afternoon. Oh, thank you. So just sit tight here, and I'll go get my boss. He gets the paperwork and starts. He starts heading towards the door. Uh, I kind of turn to my party members and I'm like, "Did we get a sense motive on that fella?" Go for it. Twenty-one. Uh, what he told you and the concerns he shared seem absolutely honest and truthful. Um, I turn to my party members and I say, "These Malthonies aren't very good at keeping their their unrest low." Got to say, ah, uh, they're humans. That's I mean, true. Too. All these humans just fight each other. Dwarves don't infight. We need to we need to stick together in all of this. That is over. Like the five. Never mind. That's that's too much dwarf lore. I meant real dwarves, um, good friend. Ah, no true dwarfman. Okay, about half an hour passes, and you hear one knock upon the door before it opens. This time, not by the officer who opened it before, but by an older human wearing some very snazzy silk ropes. Ah, so this is the diplomatic envoy that tells me we have spies in our army. Oh, it's nice to meet you. The name's Jamie. I'm sure he's done introductions for us, but we're here. We're just here to have a talk. Oh, yes. Uh, Chester actually won't be joining us uh, for this second half of the discussion. I've sent mm. him off to speak with the King's advisors. I'm here at Gale when I'm in charge of the Diplomatic Corps. I've been doing this for a very, very long time. And after reading his report and hearing from his lips what you've said, I am disturbed, to say the least. I believe you dwarfs in what you say. You are known, if nothing else, as honest folk, and this does deserve quite a bit of scrutiny. If you follow me, I'll take you into the Imperial Palace, and I'll seat you for the king. Well, oh, goodness, I'm sorry. Emperor Teldon. Didn't I didn't hear. I heard Emperor. <laughs> okay, you going to follow him? You see a line of guards about ten long outside, and as you queue up behind Herrick, they're walking on either side of you, two to a side, and he leads you through the city. It's about a, probably about a mile-long trek through winding roads as you head up north. So the layout of the city is fairly straightforward. The palace is basically in the center, and to its north are some very nice fishing docks and dry docks for shipmaking. And to the east, where you're walking through now, it's kind of the higher-end district. So you're passing some absolutely beautiful homes. You know, well put together, great stonework. It almost makes a dwarf bread, almost. And you start winding through and winding through. And finally, you're at the foot of the palace. Now, he doesn't take you through the main gates. He takes you off to a side entrance. It's still fairly well put together and grand. There are just soldiers everywhere. This place is... Malthun likes to show off its military might. Let's put it that way. And he starts leading you through the palace. You're going through seemingly winding corridors. If you weren't a dwarf, you probably have no idea where you are. Although, somewhere deep in the back of your mind, it's much like a bird going to roost. You know that you're heading ever so slightly north throughout this building and slightly downhill. And eventually, after passing down a long hallway stuffed with more guards wielding some beautiful looking halberds and wearing full plate, you enter into a large seating area. Herrick walks towards the center of the room and waves you all over. I go and sit. I do as well. I do as well. Very good, Dwarfs. Can I interest you in some tea? Oh, love some. Very good. As he starts walking over towards the tea kettle, uh, everybody make a perception check. 31. Yeah, that'll do it. Okay. Yeah, you basically all 32. make it. In fact, looking at you all, you all make it, so good job. So in addition to all the guards just on the hallway, when you walk into this room, you see there's only one door in or out. It's the one, obviously, you came through. And uh, there are at least two dozen guards stationed throughout this room. It's a fairly large chamber, and it's for diplomatic purposes. So it makes sense to have 
a show of force there, if for nothing else, negotiations. As Herrick walks over to the tea stand, <coughs> by the way, uh, was it uh, Jamie you said? That's right. Uh, you know, I wasn't lying when I said I was disturbed by your messages. As he's saying this, the guards are moving towards the center of the room. But, uh, you know, for the Empire to be strong, it's best to focus on the external threats, if you know what I mean, not the internal ones. Oh, don't explain it to me. Well, in due time, how about right now you all drop your weapons and items and we can turn to a more intimate negotiation? That sounds like a trap. I, I turn to my party members and I say, well, we don't want any conflict, so I guess we should. And I'm going to, I'm trying to pass a secret message. I don't know if we could take 24 guards, but. 24? There's like 36 total. 36 guards, but. Uh, I say no, based on that last fight. And uh, there'll be reinforcements at the ready. I offer my hammer to the closest guard as Along with the dagger. You take these, but you promise if you know anything about Keystone taken, you return it. What is that, Bugrat? The what? Keystone? There was a great artifact taken. This is why we're here. We believe some force of Mothun take it. We just wish it to be returned. Have my hammer. Have this dagger I took off of one of your men. Okay, do you toss every... All of you, do you all toss your weapons and items towards them? I guess. And he I get looks, my he, Yeah, he looks at you, Jamie, and that too, Cleric, if you don't mind. And he points at your holy symbol and your little snake. So I do have a second holy symbol hidden away, but I don't think he knows that. Probably not. And, I, and Jamie would definitely lie here. Uh, just just to make clear in your mind, Jeff, what Jamie's going on in Jamie's head. Uh, Jamie has pegged Bugabina as the one that most likely could make it out of here alive and visible. Very good. And are these all the items, dwarves? Oh! I, like, pull out a dagger out of out of my sock. Here. Roll a, roll a uh, deception, yeah. 31. My god. I said the DC is 30, so good job. <laughs> Very good. Uh, now for the fun part. And guards start walking up behind you. Place your hands behind your back. This is, trust me, for your own safety, not for ours. Makes sense, makes sense. The vibe has still also changed here. Okay. But I got to say, before before we get started with all of my, this, my and I'm going to... I'm short, and I can't get them behind my back. Before we get in on all of this, I, uh, I, I got to respect a lot of the engineering of this castle. That ability to engineer is, uh, let me do a lot of things. Yeah, I was I, about to start a fucking war. Let's go! My friends here are good at some things, too. Bugabita, she's really good at running, and... I, I know candles! And uh, telling people what they need to know. And I'd like to pass a secret message via bluff. Begley, you see if she can decipher it better than the, the since head it's of to the her, I, I, I have a really bad... <laughs> but since it's to her, it's uh, it's lower than what they have to roll. Yep, okay. Let's, let's go, Gavin. All right, they have to beat a 38. And could you make a sense motive roll, Begley? Uh, 10. <laughs> I have a very low sense motive. I'm so sorry. What does, she, uh, what, does she, what does she have to make, Gavin? Was I'm I allowed to sure roll a 16? I rolled a 16. It was only to tug. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. It he is. did very poorly on his check, Gavin. The question is, can Tug Davina make your way out of this place in six minutes while invisible? Oh, hell yeah. Do you, Tug Davina, you happen to have knowledge, geography, or dungeoneering? Uh, it's a DC 15. Well, it's fine, Tug. You don't get the message. Gavin, what are you doing? As I see Tug Davina's eyes flutter a little bit. I say, well, and I'll snap my fingers. 
uh, and grab Tugavina, turning her invisible. Uh, but I need to make this is quickened. This is quickened. So I need I need to make the sacred geometry roll. Oh my god! God damn it, you son of a bitch! Okay. Uh, Sixty seconds later. Would you look at that? God damn, that was fast, Gavin. Oh god, he's learning. You cast a quickened invisibility. And I yell, tell the prince it's war thereafter. And I'm ready to die. The soldiers all lower their halberds, all 36 of them. Well, that's one way to do it, I suppose. Doug Demina, what do you want to do? You got about one round. Run! Okay. Have a speed of 80 feet running. Okay. Well, you have 80 feet on a double move. On a run, you have 160. So straight corridors are your shit. Why would she have 80 on a double move? Doesn't she have 40 movement speed? That's serious. <laughs> Dwarves only have 20, you see, Gavin. Oh, I see. No, you're right. I was like, I mean, I don't think 160 is right, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay, so you can move uh, 80 feet per turn. That will get you out of this room. Uh, we'll get back to you later, Tugabina. The rest of you, you've just seen this happen. The guards have lowered their halberds. You are without weapons and without your items. Mm. So, Dwarves, what is it? Would you like to die now or sit in the cells for a while? I really don't care. One thing to say to you, you fake diplomat. Your kind will die by dwarven hands. There's no tyrant that I'll bend to except Asmodeus. (laughs) He does not speak for all of us here, but I must agree with him on some part. This is So uh, was that surrender or was that die bloody death? That was die bloody death. It's time, motherfucker! All right. This seems to have uh, gone a bit out of hand here. Your uh, diplomacy skills seem to be focused purely on strength, and I uh, can see that. I believe we should go to cells, and uh, I believe you uh, owe us lawyers. Oh, yes. Of course. It's one of the enemy combatants gets all the lawyers they need. (laughs) Guards, go ahead. And they uh, start shackling your hands and feet. Uh, That's the Geneva Convention. I, I would cast obscuring mist here if I get get a chance. They, to. They, uh, they are right. They put a bag over yep. your head and gag all of your mouths and start dragging you down the hallway. Yeah, that's oh, very God, don't leave Jamie alone. I still don't have let my him arm. Talk. I still have my armor on, right? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, you still have your armor, Jamie. But it you don't got anything to adopt that. Oh. So, I, okay, I'm gonna overrun a motherfucker. I, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm going down, no. dying here. Wait, if, no, if you say Wait. if you no. say that, we are not going to roll it out. You are each going to die. That's how that's going to happen. No, let's let's go to our cells and let's do this in a logical, well thought out way. We yeah, are uh, we're outvoted here. Three of us would die. Three of us would die for our country. Would you? I I will die for my country, but there's no point in dying for no reason. I will sit in a Destruction cell. for boom! I will sit in a cell when my soul rots in hell. I understand that you have some uh, theocratic obligations uh, to fulfill after your death. So, well, I implore you instead, Jamie, to just wait in a cell for like a couple years, maybe. Uh, now, instead of all eternity, now. We're dwarves, we live for a long time. It'll be okay. Bean will get a message out. They will I'm come not, for us. I'm not going down without dying here. Uh, I would not. I would write written this guy off as a traitor at this point. Jesus Christ, Jamie. Yeah, so Obscuring Mist, still die. Don't care. Okay, the Obscuring Mist is cast. 
Is anybody else joining Jamie in this last stand? Yeah. What, what the fuck? Yeah, I will. Fuck. <laughs> the gunslinger without a shotgun. Uh, Why? Cedric, will you be remaining non-combatant? Uh, he was hoping to, but if everyone else fights, yeah, he'll go down. With Talk about being a carry on my legacy. Okay. I love you, In what is an incredible off-screen fight, where Bubgrat is just running through row after row of soldiers, Jamie is just <laughs> casting person with Jamie weapons. is just casting from his beard, and they. My get main felled. goal is to go find my spear. Go find my sheep. Yeah, they get felled after a couple rounds, heroically. After many rounds of combat, Cedric, who was miraculously able to retrieve his hammer and shield, backed into a corner, is finally felled when circled on all sides by reach weapons. It's very sad, but if it makes you feel all feel any better, you probably killed a good half of those guards. Oh, yeah. Just get in a corner, fight defensively. Good fucking luck, fellas. Talk to Bina. Yes, sir. You are running through this place. You don't seem to hear anybody chasing you. How are you going to get out? What's your, are you going to try to retrace your steps? Yes. You have six minutes. Go ahead and roll me a 1d20. Plus, if you have geography or dungeoneering. Otherwise, survival. You, other Or survival. Okay, high is, I got survival. High, high is you make progress. Low is you do not make progress. And high, I mean 10 or above. 27. Okay, you make progress. You're next. You get to make six of these. 18. That is an 10. Good. Okay. 14. Oh, you're making good progress. 25. And somehow, Tug Nabina, you're not quite sure how. Maybe it's your knowledge of the wilderness and all that cooking came in handy. You <laughs> exit out the same door that you all entered through. And As I you have a, it. Okay. As you approach the city gates, you pass through, dodging through guards. It's not easy. And as you exit, a voice enters your head. <laughs> Child. While many of your party failed me as the queen, you have succeeded. I have, I have but one question. What? Would you like vengeance? I gotta tell the king. The worm queen delivers all. I got, no, I gotta tell the prince. That's what Jamie said. Would you like to walk back to Kragadon, or would you prefer a flight? Okay, yeah, fly, fly, that will work. Very good. And from the corner of the gate outside, Alexandra approaches you with her little satchel where you are pretty sure the little fairy dragon is. There's not much time, Tugnabina. We have to go now. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's I'm go. sorry for no, your that's, brother. I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to do, bitch. Let's go. You take off, and that ends the Dwarven campaign. All along the watchtower. Princess Taylor Dews. My God. It ain't me. You know, if it makes you feel any better, folks, <laughs> I know you all died. But you were all going to escape. That's okay. I'm Hell so no. sorry. This is the recent history of Krogadon. Tugnabiana Bonestone arrives back in Krogadon, informs the prince and the government of what has happened. And Krogadon launches an assault on Mothun. Unfortunately, Mothun strikes back. For the past two years, Krogadon has been under a complete assault by the forces of the Malthuni Imperial Army. The borders have been shut down. There's no way in. There's no way out, unless you know the secrets. And that's where we find our party right now. Preparing to leave Long Shadow to find some way into a Kragadon that has been completely shut down from outside presence. Teresia, Laura, Charlie, Squaw, 
Buster. God, I love that bird. Penny. And Gina all exit Long Shadow on horseback. But we're missing one person. It's the morning of your little conversation in the bar that Gina showed up for. Cyrix wakes up, and next to the door she finds a scroll. She opens the scroll, and it's a map. It's a certain destination is circled, and there's a little note. If you ever change your mind about the locket, this is where we'll be. And Cyrix makes her decision. In the dark of night, before you all leave, she walks out of Long Shadow, searching for something she's lost, something she just recently found. Two days later, Cyrix, you arrive at a cave in the forest that has no earthly reason to be there. It's not even made of the same stone that's under the earth. Just kind of juts out of the forest floor, but the walls are sheer and perfect. What do you do? I walk in. You walk down a tunnel for a couple minutes, and you find a wooden door and a familiar face. Samana stands outside. She sees you, and she nods and opens the door. If you enter, you find a man. From what you've been told, you don't know if this is his true form, but there sits a wizened half-elf. Hmm, Cyrix Cleothor. How do you do? As well as can be expected under the circumstances. Hmm. Have you come to finally do a deal? Yes. You know what I want. Let me ask you what you want. I lost someone a long time ago, and I want her back. What do you mean, you lost someone? Do you wish me to resurrect somebody? Sure, maybe. Give me a name. Her name is Farin Nanam. He reaches into a sack on his side and pulls out some components and casts a spell. As he does so, he whispers the name Faram Nimnam. Hmm, this is complicated, Pleothor. This person you've lost resides in the one place in the entire universe that I cannot reach right now. And why is that? I have been shut off from this place by the gods, but I do have a workaround. You are not shut off from this place. I can give you a way to reach your lost person and any support you need otherwise to return her yourself. I cannot do this, but this is the best chance you will ever have. I require just the locket and I will let you at the very least communicate with your friend. The very very, least? At the very most, return her permanently. That is all up to you, Harold. His eyes narrow. Cyrix unhooks the locket and, like, starts handing it towards him, but then yanks it back for a second. What are you going to do with it? Our goals, although you might not believe it, are very similar. You've dealt with much conflict in your life. This war that has no reason to exist breaks hearts in your country. I wish to end those conflicts. I wish to bring an end to war. And all I need is that little locket of yours. And if it makes you feel any better, I don't even have all the pieces that I need. One is lost to me. I have no way to get it. So even if you don't trust me completely, I don't have ways to do it. But my goal is to end suffering. The suffering that some of the gods have brought upon this world, especially Aradin, the man who created war. 
I wish to give the world. Okay, I get it. Take the fucking locket. <laughs> Thank you, Sirix. And he takes it, and he waves his hand, and a single link of the chain on the locket is removed, and then the locket reforms. And then he takes a glass ball, casts more spells, and infuses that single chain with the glass ball. You, my dear, can use this to contact the other plane where Varum lives. I will say up front, the communication initially will not be perfect. It might not 100% pinpoint her, but given time, given effort by you, you will find her and you will be given ways to bring her back. Is there anything else you require of me? That'll do it for now. Good. He stows the locket away. Samana, let us leave this place. And she walks to him, puts his hand on her shoulder, and they vanish. So you have an orb that will let you communicate with the other plane. As minutes pass, this green kind of haze appears in the orb. I look into it? You, you don't see any visions, but intuitively you kind of know that it's like you've cast the message or the sending spell before. You feel like that's what it's meant for, talking, delivering messages. I say, is anybody there? Sirix Pleothor, are you still mad about that ten gold? Was it really only 10 gold? It was 20. Ed, Ed, you want to talk to the ranger? He's right next to me. Hold on here. Let me move the ranger. Greg is here? Hi, Cyrix. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, you have something in common, Cyrix. You've all all seen me naked. (laughs) It's true. He hasn't hasn't worn pants in so long. Is it still kind of crooked to the left? (laughs) I honestly have been doing everything in my power to avoid it. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.